Well, good morning, Cross Point Church. How's everybody doing this morning? Everybody doing well? It's good to see you here this morning. So excited about the day. Boy, we have a, we have a big day ahead of us, and we, we're just really getting started here. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, we walked through um, a message on baptism, on believers' baptism, and the response was really, uh, really just incredible. Uh, the number of people who just came forward and said, you know, Today I want to just celebrate with uh, Believer's Baptism, and so we have a, uh, a baptism service that's going to take place uh, toward the tail end of this message, and, and I'll just have you to know that this is the largest baptism service we've ever had. We've had almost 50 people respond, amen? 50 people. I know uh, in the first service we, we had about half of those, and we'll have the other half coming out here uh, in just a little bit, but so exciting. I want to just say this this morning. Uh, if you are being baptized or you're part of this service uh, in just a few moments, I'm going to pray. And as I pray, we want to invite you to go ahead and head on to the staging area. Uh, we want to make sure everybody gets lined up and, and in their place uh, and ready uh, for what's going to take place. I, I'm not going to be preaching as long as I normally do just because of the volume of people that we're going to be baptizing, but I think it's just so incredible to just be able to celebrate that this morning and just see all that God's going to do through the service. And so as I pray, uh, just make your way to that staging area if you're part of the service. I want to say before we do pray, though, that also uh, today we're finishing up this series. We're going to be launching a new series next Sunday uh, morning called Identity. And, you know, I'm really excited about this series because uh, in this series we are going to be discovering uh, our identity in Christ Jesus. And I think that's uh, radically different than, than the identity that we have in the world today. And so, so often people are living their lives uh, and, and, and their understanding of themselves aligns with something else other than Christ Jesus. And so this is going to be a, a really, I believe, impactful series that we're going to be walking through together. And I just want to encourage you to be here next Sunday as we continue to to just uh, do life together as a faith family. I'm so excited about that. But let me go ahead and just pray. Those that are in the service can make their way to the staging area, and then we'll go ahead and, and, and just dive into God's Word here together. Pray with me, if you will, this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, Lord, we do thank you for your presence in this place this morning. And God, how incredible it has been. Lord, just how incredible it has been to to God, just see you move in the life of this church among us as a faith family. God, to stir the hearts and the minds of, of all who gather in this place, God, to do an incredible work in our hearts, God, to, to draw men, women, and children unto yourself. And God, just to see you in, in such a powerful way, God, just really moves us. God, we are encouraged by your presence. We are motivated to worship you in spirit and truth. And, and God, just to, to see this and to be a part of this is, is sometimes just uh, uh, overwhelming. It's, it's certainly amazing. And so, God, we thank you for this time today. We, we celebrate, uh, God, with you. These that have come forward and, and want to participate in believers' baptism and, and just following through this with obedience. God, we're thankful. We're thankful that you're changing lives every day. And God, as we dive into your word today, I pray that you would just encourage us and you would speak into us. God, as it relates to us being the body of Christ, us being the bride, us being the church. 
Because God, that's what you've called us to be. And so Father, we thank you for this morning that we can dive into your word. I pray that you'd help us to set aside every distraction that exists in our lives that we could hear from you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to start off this morning by telling you something. And, and, uh, and what I want to tell you, I just want to just sort of throw this disclaimer out there that this is 100% genuine. It's not that everything I say isn't 100% genuine, but, but I, I, I'm trying to make a statement with that. I, I want you to understand that, that what I'm about to say, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not just doing for the sake of this message. I, I really believe this with all of my heart. But that which I want to say today is this, is that I believe today in the local church more than I ever have before. Let me say that again. I believe in the local church today more than I ever have before. Because you see, the reality is this, is that the local church is the body of Christ. It is Jesus Christ who established the church. It is Jesus Christ who, who created and founded the church. And you may be wondering, well, why am I starting off the message here this morning making this declaration that I believe in the local church, I believe in the church more than I ever have before? And I think it's because of this reality, that we live in a day-to-day -day where, the, where the church has really gotten a bad rap. You know, we live in a day-to-day, -day, and I, I get it, I, I get it, there's there, there, we live in a day where, where unfortunately there have been people that have been hurt from the church. You know, they go to church and for whatever reason there's conflict and there's hurt and there's pain. And, and, and so there have been those that have been hurt by the church. There's many of us that go to church and maybe we feel ignored or maybe we feel as though we're not connecting in the life of the church. And I get that, how that, you know, you, maybe trying to move away from a, a, a feeling of isolation and you really don't find connection in the life of the church. And so I could see where, where the church may seem a bit as though it doesn't have any value for you. Many of us may question the motives of the local church. But you see, as I, as I study the church, as I study who we're to be, as believers in Jesus Christ, you know, I, I think there's really a bit of an unfair expectation put on the, the church these days because you see the church is made up of imperfect people. And anytime you gather imperfect people together, there's going to be conflict, there's going to be disconnection, there's going to be those things that just aren't perfect. But the reality is, is that God has called us to come together. God has called us to assemble. God has called us to gather and to be something that we cannot be outside of the church. I love what Kevin DeYoung once said. He said this, he said, the church we love is as flawed and messed up as we are, but she's Christ's bride nonetheless. I might as well have a basement without a house or a head without a body as despise the wife my Savior loves. We are called to love the church. Why? Because the church is the bride of Christ. And we are called to love the church and be a part of the church and, and to be a part of, of what God wants us to be in the life of the church. You see, the church is made up of imperfect people, but let me make a declaration here this morning. Jesus loves imperfect people. How many of you are thankful for that truth in your life this morning? Jesus loves imperfect people. 
I remember one of the books that I read when, when I was getting ready to plant the church, and uh, I had a friend who gave me this book. It was a book written by a guy named John Burke, and the name of the, bur- the book was No Perfect People Allowed. And I love that because it's speaking of the life of the church and, and how the church is not a bunch of righteous people but a bunch of broken people who God brings together to do something remarkable among them that they could make an impact in their community all for the sake of the gospel. And so this morning, we want to look at this. We want to dive into this. The message is titled this morning, One Body That Shares It All. One Body That Shares It All. Now by body, obviously we we are referring to the body of Christ. That is how the scriptures often refer to the church, as the body of Christ. Another way we see it often referred to is that the church is the bride of Christ. That is the wife of Christ, if you will. And so that's that's where we get that, that quote that we just looked at where Kevin DeYoung refers to uh, the church as Jesus' wife. And so the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, these are, these are terms that we see in Scripture that sort of identify who we are to be as a local gathering. But when we talk about one body being the body of Christ, sharing it all, what I want to just sort of Uh, emphasize here this morning is this reality that we are called together and we see this in scripture as we look in the early church and we see where Jesus instructed in so many ways the church we see that we are called together to really do life together and life can sometimes be great it can be celebratory it can be times and where we are just celebrating all of the things that are happening in our life but but life can also be ugly and messy at times And so with the church comes the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen? But we are called together to to live out our faith in Christ Jesus. We are called together to to be the body of Christ. And we are called together to share it all together, to share life together. I want to start out this morning by looking at a passage in John chapter 17. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there with me. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. This passage is known as Jesus' high priestly prayer. He's praying to the Father. And and it's really remarkable what he prays for here in this passage. I want us to look at this and see how this may speak to us this morning as as we dive into God's word together. John chapter 17, starting with verse 20. Jesus says this prayer. He says, I'm... I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I love that. Jesus is not just simply praying for his disciples this day. Jesus is praying for you and I. Jesus is praying for his disciples, but he says for all who would come after you, who would believe in my name, who would know me, And so Jesus says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be as one as we are one. And I am in them and you are in me. 
May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. How many of you are thankful for that prayer this morning, that Jesus would pray for us in that manner? Jesus is praying for unity. He's praying for love. He's praying for togetherness. He's praying that God would do something spectacular in the life of the church or his disciples. He is praying for those that would gather in his name, that there would be unity. But I love this because here's here's what we see in this passage that's so phenomenal to me. He says, this is what I'm praying for. That the people, as they gather together, they would indeed find community, that they would indeed find unity, that they would indeed find togetherness. But here's why. He says, I'm praying this. I am praying that they would be unified because as the world looks into their life, as the world looks and examines who they are as a local body or as a body of believers, as the world glances into their life, that people would be drawn to Jesus as a result of that. In other words, the church, the disciples coming together, the church would exist to make Jesus known. And this is a beautiful thing. It's a huge responsibility, I think. It's a huge responsibility for us to strive for unity, for us to strive for togetherness, for us to live out our faith together, sharing in all that the scriptures teaches us about being the church. Jesus says here in verse 21, he says, I pray that they will all be one. And that's not always easy, being unified together behind one God and one vision is is not always easy. It's something that we must discipline ourselves to do, to to belong to one another, to, to push through as life throws its hurdles our way. We must push through. We must continue to to be drawn to one another and allow Jesus Christ to be the glue that really binds us together as a body. One body that shares it all. One body that's doing life together. One body who's, who's functioning in such a way that the result would be that those on the outside of the church looking in would be drawn to Jesus. And that's such a beautiful thing. That is such a beautiful thing. You see, what I believe is that when we as a a local faith family, when we draw together and we begin to work as as one body, the results are amazing. The results are truly amazing. I love what Diedrich Bonhoeffer once wrote. He said this, he said, the more genuine and the deeper our community becomes, the more will everything else between us recede. And the more clearly and purely will Jesus Christ and his work become the one and only thing that is vital between us. We have one another only through Christ. But through Christ, we do have one another holy and for eternity. Sorry to tell you, but you're going to have to put up with me for the rest of your eternal life. (laughs) We belong to each other if we have been united together through Christ Jesus. Amen? The church, the body, the bride of Christ. I love what God is doing in this place. I love how God continues to reach 
the hearts and the minds of so many. I love how God continues to stir the hearts and the souls of, of those who are in desperate need of Him, whether they know it or not. I love the fact that, that God is continuing to draw men and women and even children unto Himself, that they would know Him and that they would believe in Him. And that by His grace, through their faith in Christ Jesus, they would come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I am thankful that that is taking place here. I am thankful that people are growing and maturing in their faith. I am thankful that, that there is a community here. That there is a community that exists among us that even though sometimes may be messy or ugly, for the most part is beautiful and it's, it's almost as though it's a, a mosaic where God brings a bunch of broken pieces together and He puts them in such a way and He orchestrates it in such a way that we have a mosaic. It's called the church. And God does something really incredible with a bunch of imperfect people. This morning, real quickly, I want to I want to offer to you a few things, a few reasons why I value the church. And I know I have to hurry because we've got about 150 people waiting to be baptized. Now. And so I want to go ahead and in just a moment bring them out. But I think this is so important that this, for us to understand here this morning. Real quickly, let me give you these. Uh, one of the things, that the reasons I value the church is because the church is a place of community. It is a place of community. We live in such a fast-paced culture. How many of you would agree with that? Amen. We live in such a fast-paced culture where things are moving and, 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 and just seem to be just, you know, just out of control sometimes. And, and, and the reality is that this often, this, this sort of fast-paced individualism uh, that we see so often in our culture, it oftentimes leads to isolation. You realize there's a lot of people in this world today living right next door to you, going to school with you, working with you that are as lonely as they have ever been in their life. And what they need more than anything else in their life is Jesus Christ. What they need in their life to fill that void more than anything else is Jesus Christ and His church. He is the head, we are the body. And so the church can be a place of community. It's a place where people you know, belong together. It's a faith family that provides interaction and social community. I love how Acts 2 describes this in verses 46 and 47, and it says this. It says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I love Acts chapter 2 because it just reeks of community. How those who have been redeemed by Christ Jesus come together and they begin functioning as one body. And they become the church. They become the bride of Christ the way Jesus intended for it to be. The other thing that I think the church offers is it's a place of personal development. You know, for every person that has ever come to know Jesus Christ, I doubt that they have ever been satisfied just being simply a believer or a follower of Jesus. Their desire is always one who wants to learn more, to grow, to experience, to mature as a follower of Christ Jesus in such a way that they begin to grow in their relationship with Him. They begin to grow in their wisdom and understanding of who Jesus Christ is. 
One of the most pleasurable things to me and, and, and all the other staff here at this church is having people come up to us, and this happens quite often where people come up and their testimony goes something like this. Pastor David, I've been coming here for about two years now, and I just want to tell you, you know, I have grown more in, in these last two years in my life as a follower of Christ than I have the, the first 40 years of my life. And I don't know about you, but that's hugely important. And I know what they're not saying. They're not saying that I'm responsible for that. What they're saying is they found community here, and they found this place to be a place where God is maturing believers, and He is working, and He is doing this in our life groups. He's doing this in our ministry. He's doing it in our children's ministry. He's doing it all throughout this community of believers that God Himself has gathered together. So this place is a place of personal development. It's a place to serve. That's the third thing I want to mention. If you can't find an opportunity to serve around here, you're just not looking. We have a lot of need, and you're all laughing because you're, you're, you're working yourself to death, aren't you? But the reality is this, is that I tell you, it, it, I don't know about you, but I, I found it very pleasurable to serve. There's really nothing more rewarding than knowing that I'm a part of something much bigger than myself, that God has given me an opportunity to use the spiritual gifts that he has given me to impact my community for the gospel, for, for Jesus Christ, to, to be used in such a way that I can see the results, the fruit of our labor as we come together and we make a difference on this community and in this community. I love that. The local church is a place where we can make a real difference whether we're serving our church or our city or even the world. I love what Peter says. In 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, it says this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So God calls us together. And he gives us an opportunity to serve. Finally, it's a place to celebrate together. It's a place to celebrate together. And that's what we're about to do as we celebrate those who have come forward in a spirit of baptism. I, I love the fact that the church offers opportunity for us to celebrate. You know, first and foremost, our, the, the thing that we should be celebrating is Jesus Christ. Amen? I mean, above everything else, we should celebrate Jesus together. And we do that every Sunday. You know, it's amazing how you, you think of times like Easter and Christmas, and you say, well, today we're celebrating Jesus. You know, well, at really, every Sunday we celebrate Jesus. Every day of our life we should be celebrating Jesus. But what's also important is celebrating the things that we see God doing amongst us. You know, yesterday afternoon, I, I had the opportunity, Linnell and I, to be at a, a wedding. I wasn't officiating the wedding, and so that was good, just to sit on the sidelines and, and just to see. But one of the things I noticed was, was how so many of you were at this particular wedding. And, and as we celebrated holy matrimony together, just seeing the church, just living out who we are to be, celebrating with this young couple what they are entering into in their life. And so it's just a beautiful thing. We celebrate uh, babies through baby dedication. We celebrate mothers through Mother's Day celebration, veterans on Veterans Day. And there's just so many things that we come together. Our graduates, we're going to be celebrating soon. And so it's just, I, I think that's part of doing life together is coming together and just celebrating the, th the, the, the reality that Jesus has brought us together to be something that is unique, to be something that is real and genuine. 
to be something that is authentic. But we also, almost many Sundays uh, we gather together here to worship Jesus, we also celebrate baptisms. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be celebrating uh, uh, our largest baptism service ever. And so at this time, here's what I want to do. I want to ask Michael and Gabe, if they will, to bring everybody out. And we're just going to bring them all out and we're going to, we're going to get it done. We, uh, we had an amazing service uh, during the first service uh, where over half of them were baptized then. And uh, we, we had to fill up these pools again. There were so many uh, baptized and they were just, uh, especially on Gabe's side over here, he was just really uh, making some tidal waves over there as he was slamming people back. But, 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 it, but what a time of celebration. And, and what we've done is we brought two baptistries up here on the stage because we want to we make it as fluid as possible. So uh, <laughs> anyway, just seeing if y'all are listening to me. Okay. Okay. All right. So the winner is... Here's the official list. I tell you, I think it's amazing when we got so many people getting baptized here this morning that we need a list. Amen? Can we celebrate what Jesus is doing in the lives of those who have gathered here today? Gabe, be easy over there this time, okay? Tsunami. We're going to call him Tsunami Gabe. So. <laughs> all right, well, here we go. We want to get started here. And I'll tell you, let me just say to all you guys being baptized and ladies, uh, i tell you what a special time this is for us as a life of a church. We are so glad that you have made this uh, decision to follow through in believer's baptism. And so we're ready to get started here this morning. So first of all, over here with Michael, we have Kendra Davila. And so she has been with us for a couple of years and coming forward today to be baptized. Amen. Amen. Over here with Gabe, we have Chris Mason. He's going through partnership right now. Amen. Amen. Over here, being baptized with her daughter this morning is Kelly Hester's. Amen. And then over here we have Caden, her daughter. Amen. Amen. And then over here we have Tina Culver. She's in the Patton, uh, Pat's uh, life group. Amen. 
Amen. And then we have uh, Lords uh, Narvez, and so she's here today to be baptized with uh, her daughter and her son today. Whole so, family. Whole family. Michael has her daughter over here, Amy. Amen. Son, Jamie. Here we have Matthew Ritter who's being baptized with his wife. Amen. Amen. And then over here, Virginia Ritter. Next, we have Lindsay Temples. All right. And then next, we have Kaylor Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Amen. Amen. Next we have Desiree Jenkins. And over here with Gabe, Angela O'Connor. Shelly Sweat. I told you this is a celebration service, right? 
Amen. Up next is Chelsea Brandley. Amen. Back with Michael, we have Michelle Williams. And then over here with Gabe, we have Ashley uh, McElrath. That'll work. Amen. And then over here we have uh, Carson Neal. Amen. Amen. And back over here we have Ashley Austin. This time, I want to just go ahead and invite the, uh, the worship team to come on up. But can we give Jesus another hand this morning? I tell you, it, it, truly is, uh, it truly is just so amazing to see God at work among uh, a group of people who, who really are so undeserving. Amen? And when we, that's exactly what we think about when we think about our relationship with Jesus Christ, that He is given us the greatest gift that, that really we just don't deserve, but yet by His grace we receive it anyway. And so what a beautiful picture in baptism of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The reality that, that Jesus went to the cross, a dead man, but conquered sin and death through His resurrection. And so I'm just so thankful to be able to celebrate this today with all of these that have come in our first service and then now in our second service. And so I just want to pray for us this morning and uh, we'll continue in a spirit of worship. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, Lord, we are just so thankful. God, just so thankful to be a part of something so amazing. God, to be excited about more than just going to church, but be excited about being the church the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. And God, today we recognize you as the, as the head. God, we recognize you as Lord, our Lord and Savior. And Father, we just are so thankful for your, your presence in our life. 
each and every day as we seek to understand what it means to belong to you and your kingdom to serve in such a way that we find fulfillment Lord we see lives being changed and God just God people celebrating you and your love and your grace God celebrating with those who have come today believers baptism where just in their obedience to you God celebrating and proclaiming to the world that they believe in Jesus and they want to honor Him with such a simple act. And so, Father, thank You for this day. Thank You for this church. Thank You for the life groups and the ministries that we have here. Thank You for the reality that You have called us together to do life together, to reach this community and beyond. In the name of Jesus, And Lord, it's in his name that we pray. Amen.